0: episode 450. It is Thursday, August 3rd. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what day it is. I feel like time has just been bending this summer. Episode 450. I am amazed. I have sat in this chair looking, well, one a chair like this, <laughs> looking at this video camera or speaking into my phone 450 times. There apparently is a lot to say we are in the middle of so much astrological movement and i am an energy reader and energy interpreter and astrology and energy are so intimately connected and so it felt like there would be some value in coming today and describing some of what i'm feeling energetically and translating it through the lens of astrology so that as you're moving through this time Maybe something that I share will help guide you or strengthen you or have you feel like you're not the only one who is losing their mind, going crazy, having these experiences, trying to make sense of it all. I think when we know that we're doing it with others and we get that sense of belonging, of community, it just makes things a little easier, a little more bearable if it's very intense. So I don't know how long this will be. I'm not sure how much we're going to get into the ins and outs of all the astrology, but we're going to really focus on what does it mean to the body? What does it feel like? What's happening in our minds? And how is our soul trying to guide us through this time with the greatest focus and intention of how we're going to come through on the other side of this portal I believe we are in? All right. So (laughs) I am not an astrology studier, I do not know all that there is to know about astrology. So take what I share that the The research I've done, let it guide you and prompt you into doing more research. So if I bring up an astrological shift and you're like, "Mm, go look it up and find more and then let the journey take you wherever it's supposed to go. I'm also just going to focus on four specific astrological shifts right now. I know there are tons of other ones. I know there are more coming. I know we're just in this one slice moment of time right now. So if you have more you want to add to that, I'd love to hear more in the comments. Um, if you want to send me some email updates of thoughts that you have, I always love reading what's happening for you at the same time. Okay. Cosmic Cycles is the name of today's podcast. There is a great song by, not even a song, it's just a chant by Bach and that is titled Cosmic Cycles. When I was listening to that the other day, I could feel the cycles in my own life and how it's playing out and how cosmic and galactic and universal it feels. And also it's just one cycle layered on top of another cycle. And so if you have time to go listen to that song, maybe even played in the background as you're journaling or listening to this podcast, I think it will really bring an integration that will be sweet for you. So what cycles are we talking about? The way I see it in my life, there are four layers that are happening in this moment. I shared about them in the 8-8 Lionsgate portal that we have open and I pulled some cards to kind of show the images of what I feel is potential for us at this time. But I'm going to be sharing in this podcast, like my experience, my my. Uh, walking through each of these layers and how it's playing out in my body and in my relationships and in my business and the things that I create. So there's four layers. I'll list them and then we'll go into them. The first one feels like right now we're at full moon in Aquarius. It's sort of the top layer. All this illumination in the energy of Aquarius. Underneath that, we have this little bit wider uh, astrological shift that is the Lionsgate portal. And so that was July 26th that opened, and it goes through August 12th. So, and the full moon in Aquarius was just Monday, Tuesday of this week. So we have full moon Aquarius sort of underneath it, Lionsgate Portal. Underneath that, we have this shift of Venus retrograde, which started Saturday a week ago, July 23rd, maybe. And it goes all the way through the beginning of September. So like that's sort of the next container of astrological shifts. And then underneath that, we have Pluto shifting from Capricorn into Aquarius. So I'll go into each of them, but just so you have that visual. It's like we have one with another, with another, with another. (laughs) And somehow we're walking through this and maintaining our our mental status. (laughs) We're keeping our bodies healthy. And we're having activations, and we're still like getting up and going to work and doing our daily tasks and activities and holding our relationship steady. It's amazing to me that all of this energy is moving and integrating and swirling around us, and we somehow still just live our lives. I think for me, a lot of the stuff like happens inside it happens in my mind it's manifesting in my body it's my soul like pushing and nudging me to go to the next level and so it may not it may not be seen or visible externally and i bring it into this podcast to normalize how much happens in our own inner landscape when it looks like on the outside we're just all zen and calm no <laughs> there's like what (laughs) going on inside (laughs) and so I feel like when we get to share that and we talk about it we we can see that the human experience is not what it appears to be from the outside when we look at other people that other people's lives aren't these perfect Instagram posts and realities and we're living a whole different way of life like I don't believe that I believe all of us have so much happening inside, in our minds and in our bodies. There's so much moving all the time. And so this conversation is to really help you feel like it's not just you. <laughs> it's really not. It's all of us. We're going to pull back the veil and go, yeah, right. Let's, let's actually talk some real talk. So what does it feel like? A full moon in Aquarius. We'll start with that layer full moons, I used to be terrified of full moons. I felt like they knocked me down every month and I would just be overwhelmed with all of the information that was downloading and there was just too much illumination. I couldn't sleep because the light was so bright at night. I was just cranky. I could feel everyone's angstiness and intensity and it was just so much. And my period was always around the full moon. I would just be like, (laughs) raw. Well, somehow I started shifting through that and my body adjusted, my, my sleep didn't get as disrupted and I started to see the illumination as this beautiful gift. Like what light is going to come into the shadow inside of myself and show the shadow, show the places where I'm not in full integrity or full alignment and let me transmute that. Let me let me bring light to it and look at it and then actually see what it is that I want to be experiencing or creating with that new awareness. So now when full moons arrive, I'm like, what are we going to discover? Like what's going to happen? Well, full moon in Aquarius, for me, I'm an Aquarius sun and an Aquarius moon. And there's this inner balance um, in like how I feel inside and who I express myself to be on the outside. I'm more and more transparent i'm i feel like i express those the inner and the outer very well and i'm not afraid to do that and so this full moon in aquarius for me just felt like home (laughs) it's not even the right word it just felt really comfortable it was an easy beautiful day it it just felt like everything was seamless i had lots of energy lots of clarity I was able to show up in my community spaces and just really feel like I got you, I got us, I'm going to show up as me, you get to show up as you, like we're all just these unique creative individuals within these collective experiences and it's so good. And all of that ease is how it felt, just flowed into everything that I felt all day. So that would be perhaps the highest potential of what a full moon in Aquarius might feel like. If, if we have places, like a few years ago, <laughs> if we have places that we aren't at our best in community or we don't feel like we can be ourselves uniquely in a community conversation, then it could feel really intense. And the, the shadow of that or the fear, the pain of a full moon in Aquarius would be, I don't belong here. I don't have a place, I don't have a community. There isn't a, a safe space where I get to be and express and, and let myself be fully here as me inside and outside and know that I can be held in that unique expression of myself, and so it could feel really intense. Um, for me, technology has become easier and I've really learned the systems I need to. So the technology flow in this full moon in Aquarius was seamless for me. For others, the technology, the next uh, program, the next software, the thing that you're trying to learn so you can expand your reach may have created all kinds of uh, blocks or resistance. And so the full moon in Aquarius would show you those places where you don't feel like you're keeping up with technology. You don't feel like you know what you need to know in order to take whatever you're creating to the next level. So that's just Monday, Tuesday, (laughs) Wednesday. (laughs) That's just this week. (laughs) That's a lot. Well, let's put the next layer in. So the next layer would be the Lionsgate portal. What I hear more than anything about the Lionsgate Portal, especially this year, because I've really been focusing on this energy and I'm part of a collaboration where we've been talking about the Lionsgate Portal for months, and we've created this beautiful offering that is all about the Lionsgate Portal. So the Lionsgate Portal in my life is alive, it's, it's a real experience that I am conscious of and I'm focusing on and expanding the energy of it. Many people I talk to are like, what is the Lionsgate Portal? Is that that day, that 8-8? Sometimes I see 8-8. Like, is that the Lionsgate portal? What does that even mean? Like, what are you supposed to do on 8-8? And so there's a bit of education or awareness um, that I have been sharing that may be helpful for you. Because when I look back on my patterns, uh, my cycles, I can see how the Lionsgate portal energy was doing its thing in my life, even when I didn't know or didn't fully grasp the intensity of the Lionsgate portal, like the cosmic cycle was still playing, even before I knew that it was a cosmic cycle that was there. And so you may find that too, you may look back at this time frame in your calendars from past years and go, Oh, shit, <laughs> like, that's what it was. And then it's just beautiful because you're like, I didn't even know I was in alignment with the universe and astrology was supporting me. I didn't even know that. And now I can look and I can see how it's been there the whole time, which I think is always so like reassuring and comforting to know that you're in alignment, but you didn't even know that you were in alignment. So the Lionsgate portal, it is a time of alignment. And again, this is my non-astrologically studied version of it. It's what I've been picking up. It's when Sirius, the planet, star system consciousness that I believe is far out in the universe, like far, far away from us. Sirius lines up with the constellation Orion, lines up with the sun, lines up with Earth. And so there's this stream of energy or light or consciousness that goes from from Sirius through to us here on Earth. So there's like this uh, synchronization. The cycle lines up and it happens every year. It starts July 26th fish, and it goes through August 12th. And the energy peaks, like the alignment is the clearest, the straightest, the most intense on August 8th, which is 8-8, which obviously is often used to symbolize infinity. The number 8 symbolizes infinity. What I believe, (laughs) I shared this in the Lionsgate portal group. My friend, Liang, is like, you have to talk about this. I'm like, well, it's kind of out there, but I don't know. I mean, they're doing, you know, government hearings now on aliens and ETs. And so who knows? Maybe it's not really all that out there. I believe planets and those who play in the planet have a consciousness that they all agree to or are co-creating together. So I talk about this a lot here in Gaia's Love. Gaia is the consciousness of Earth. Gaia is the host energy that holds the atmosphere in place of our planet and that lives and breathes and creates all that happens within the atmosphere of Earth. It's, it's an energy, it's a life force, it's a, a thinking consciousness, it's a living, breathing, creative force that is Earth. And I believe if we didn't have that life force, We would just be the moon or an asteroid or, you know, something that's just rock that's not living, breathing energy. The air, the water, the nature, the creative energy, that is Gaia. And so all of us who play in the energy field of Gaia, we co-create with her. So we're participating in her consciousness. She's informing our consciousness. So here we are, Gaia. The sun is just energy, <laughs> like just creative energy. I always see the sun as like the original source, the original fire, the original birthing of all. Well, Sirius, we think, carrying our little atmosphere of Earth, we think we know what Sirius is because we've seen it on telescopes or we've studied it or we've made things up. We believe we know what Sirius is. I believe sirius has a consciousness just like earth gaia has a consciousness and i believe sirius may have life force humans or beings or et's or i don't know whatever we want to call them others of energy inside of sirius a star a planet a energy field (laughs) whatever sirius is and they have uh, an information or a consciousness that I believe is so much further advanced than Earth. I described it in my original call. I was like, it feels like PhD students talking to like first graders. <laughs> like, okay, uh, Sirius over here has all this information, this technology, this wisdom, and they see us at Earth and they're like, first graders need a little bit of love, they need some help, they're learning their ABCs. <laughs> They're remembering that the mind, the body, the soul all work together. Let's send them some extra support. And so Sirius, the consciousness and the beings within Sirius, send through this alignment, downloads, codes, energy, information here to Gaia so that Gaia can continue evolving, so that those within Gaia can have an up-level, an upgrade. And so we get to receive new information, new understandings, new manifestation energy. We get to create something new in this portal of time when those who are choosing to to focus on it, choosing to expand it, pay attention to it, talk about it, spend time in that energy, create in that energy, receive the energy that's coming from Sirius while the portal is open. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I believe. <laughs> do we have aliens? I don't know. Are there beings of consciousness who are more advanced than us? Absolutely. Absolutely. And do they perhaps care for us as humans here on this planet and want the best for us? I believe they do. So do they support us through this lionscape portal? I believe they do. If we're open to it. If we choose to believe in it. So, what does that mean? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the world inside of Viv said, This is what I think about. <laughs> and also, like, how benevolent, how beautiful to imagine that there's a planet or a star system that in our cycles of time would pause and say, Let's send this evolving planet and all of its beings, its species, some extra support. Let's give them the next gift of wisdom, of knowledge that they can integrate into their human lives and create more from what we're going to send to them. Like, how beautiful is it to consider that? So if that's the case, how open are we to receiving it? I don't believe they're sending us tricks or, you know bad energy <laughs> i feel like they're sending us light they're sending us wisdom and strength and the energy of leo which is what the Gate portal is in <laughs> leo is the lion the brave one the leader of the pack the courageous energy the one who will stand against all foe in the forest in the jungle and like take charge right protect the pride lay down take a nap in the middle of the day like The lion energy is big and bold and in charge. And so what if we could receive that kind of strength and courage through the Lionsgate portal from Sirius and integrate that more and more into our humanness, bring that into our expression of how we are the mind, body, soul, uniquely expressed in this one individual, in you, in the ones around you, like... What if we could receive and strengthen? So that's the energy I have been holding and co-creating from in the Lionsgate Portal. I am collaborating with this awesome group of women who we call ourselves the 8-8 Lionesses just because it was fun and why not? And we've created this space, a container, right? A container, a holding of energy container on Facebook that is just filled with gifts and activations and energy healings and sessions. And, and on 8-8, on August 8th, we're going to have a full day of magic. We're going to start at noon Eastern. We're going to go until 8 p.m. Eastern. And each of us is leading an hour of energy activation wisdom with all of this magic coming, this light coming down to earth. We're just going to pause the day and be in the space of that. And so if you want to join us, you can come play. It's $88, which I think is like the bargain, (laughs) the bargain of the year. What you're getting for $88 is just like what even, what even. So that that is a way to walk through this time in community like I'm creating. I've called in these partners to play with who are giving me all these beautiful gifts of activations and love and the people who are coming into community with us. So we get to all witness and support each other and celebrate as we expand and as we move and clear energy and release and receive. We get to do it together and celebrate together and walk through this portal of time with consciousness, with awareness, knowing that this time matters, that it's important, and that we're here to receive all that we are able to within this Lionsgate portal. So <laughs> layer one, <laughs> the full moon in Aquarius, layer two, the lion's portal, <laughs> <clears throat> layer three. So this is where all the throat stuff has been happening for me is in layer three. Venus retrograde in Leo. Okay. <laughs> I'm treading carefully because I don't know the astrology as well as I know the energy. So I'm going to give you just a little of the astrology, and we're going to talk a lot about the energy. Venus is the planet often associated with relationships, with love, finances, um, like the pleasure of life, the sensuality of the experience of life. Um, yeah, Venus goes retrograde in the signs for, I believe, year, a year and a half period. Is that right? that can't even be right. The last time, this is what I know, the last time Venus was retrograding Leo was in 2015. So it has an eight-year cycle. That's what you need to know. It has an eight-year cycle between coming back to the same sign. So here we are in August, July-August of 2023, and Venus went retrograding Leo. The last time that happened was in 2015. So, what was happening in your life in 2015? You can go eight years back from before that. So that would be 2007, right? 2015, 2007, so what was happening in your life in 2007? The one before that would be 1999. My daughter was born in 1999. And then eight years before that, so 1991 what was happening at that time 8 years before that so that'd be 83 like you can just keep going back in 8 year cycles and see like what was going on in your life and you'll see this venus retrograde in leo pattern i hope i'm saying all of that right if i'm not please correct me in the comments cuz i don't want to give false information what I realized, well, I didn't know it was happening. <laughs> this is a cool thing, right, about astrology. is You don't always know it's happening. And then you look back and you're like, that was absolutely playing out. And how was I not aware that that was going on in my life? So here's how it happened for me. I was on a couple calls with some of the women in my mastermind group beautiful conversations about changes and things that are happening and one of the women was talking about how she's in between two places like she's trying to sell a flat in one town and then she's about to move to a new country with a new partner and how she was feeling and i kept seeing this image as she was talking so i shared it with her i said it looks to me like you're really big and you're you've got one foot in one country and one foot in another country and you can't pick your foot up from this place you're in now to fully step into the place you're going to because there's something sticky at your foot it's like your foot is almost caught in honey or stickiness or gum and you can't lift it up to plant it in your new place i said so I would imagine like if you were able to do that, then the energy would clear and you would have all of the logistics fall into place and you'd just easily be settled in your new home. But something's keeping you stuck here. And so I wonder what that is. So we had a beautiful conversation about it. It came up again the next day in another call. So that Saturday, I go for a walk and I've been recording these audios for Pluto because so much is happening with Pluto and just dropping them into a space that I call Pluto portal walking, just little downloads about what I am experiencing with Pluto. So I'm walking and talking, I'm starting to share this image. I'm like, okay, if we are feeling sticky, and we want to go here, and we're kind of in between the two places, in order to shift the physical, you have to play with the energy first. So what if we were to pick up the foot from where we're going and plant ourselves fully in the stickiness? What would it feel like to just land in the sticky and just sit in it and just be in it? And I was like, what if the sticky becomes kind of fun and it's like honey, like poo bear, you know, and you're so excited and you're eating all the honey and you can transmute the feeling of fear and stuckness into like joy and overflow and prosperity. And could you satiate yourself with all the honey and then step out of that because you're done and rinse off and then land in your new energy? And as I was sharing all this in this audio, I started to have this awareness about my own experience, like how I feel here in this moment. And I'm like, that's actually me too. That's why this image is so powerful. It's because I also see that in my own journey. I feel like I'm in between these two roles of mother, the way I've always understood myself as a very hands-on active mom into the mom who, runs a very big successful business and her children are independent and grown up and don't need as much from her. And so they're different energies. I'm still both, but they're, they're different. I think any of you who have grown children will understand what I'm saying. It's like they have their lives. They're busy. They're excited. They're growing. They're doing their things and building their relationships. And so they're meant to be in deeper communication with other people, not as reliant on mom. But mom is like, (laughs) <laughs> wow, <laughs> like, what about me? And so as I started saying that out loud into this audio, I had this beautiful awareness. I'm like, oh, the stickiness for me, the place I feel stuck and locked in is my own emotional experience. I feel a lot of regret. I feel a lot of disappointment in myself. Like, I could have navigated so much of the last eight years. I didn't know it was an eight-year cycle at the time. But like the last 10, 15 years of being a parent, I could have done it much better. I could have been more present and not been as much in my own mental experience and drama and sorting it all out. Like I could have been more. And that regret, that guilt is what's gripping me. It's like holding me in this place where I'm not able to just fully step into this new expression of myself so i'm crying in the audio having this whole thing get back home and i've got the whole day saturday my children were busy doing their thing my husband was at work i was like okay i need to sit with this this isn't something you just breeze right through and clear the regret (laughs) like it doesn't work that way and so i spent the whole day the whole day journaling, writing, meditating, crying, laughing, feeling. I was laying in the pool for a little while, just floating, then sitting in the hammock and thinking. And I was just in this deep, profound experience of looking at the patterns, looking at the ways things have played in my life, feeling all the emotions about the regret, the disappointment journaling, writing, just in, in the process. It was absolutely intense, overwhelmingly beautiful. It was just me all day <clears throat> writing. And what I kept coming to, <coughs> excuse me, what I kept coming to it was this idea, this feeling, this process of forgiveness and For a long time, I've held this belief that I have to forgive everybody else, like it's the other people who have done all the things wrong, it's the other people who didn't understand me or didn't support me or whatever the words were. And as I kept writing, I'm like, actually, there's so much more forgiveness I need for myself. Like, I need to forgive myself that I didn't do things the way that I wanted to do things or... Now, looking back in hindsight, that I could have done things. If I'd had the wisdom I had now and the strength and the energy clarity I have now, I would have made different choices. I would have said things differently. I would have navigated differently. And also, I didn't have that then. I didn't understand that then. And so can I forgive myself that in my own learning journey, in my own process of healing, I've gotten stronger and better and clearer as I've gone, but I wasn't always that way. And so there was this process of acceptance, like, okay, that is true. And it is a process and a journey that I'm continuously on. And so I can accept that that's who I've been. I can forgive that I wasn't more than I wish I could have been. And, and in that, like forgiveness into acceptance started to come gratitude. And in the gratitude, the biggest gratitude I kept feeling is thank you for being human. Thank you for staying human, even when it gets really tough. You know, I've had many people, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that, I've had many people I deeply care for who have left early, whether it's by health or suicide or heartbreak, like they've left early. In my opinion, they've left early. I think they could have stayed a lot longer here as humans. <clears throat> but it wasn't my choice. And each time someone I have really cared for has left or transitioned, I've stayed. And I've been more committed to being human. I've, been, I've become more present each time in my experience of being human. And so there, there was just this overwhelming gratitude from my soul. <laughs> to my human, like, thank you for staying. Thank you for being here now, because now I'm in this moment where I am clear. I am stronger. I am steadier than I've ever been. I am ready to express my soul through my human in ways that have taken me this whole lifetime to get to. So my soul was just writing in my journal through my human hands. Like, thank you for staying. Thank you for staying. Thank you for not quitting. Thank you for still being here because it's just about to get good. It's about to get really, 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 really good. I mean, it's already good, but it's about to get really, really good. And, and from there, it just felt like grace I think that's the best description I could offer of the whole day. So I was overwhelmed and exhausted not really understanding the astrology, just in the human moment of it, in the feelings of it. And also having this awareness, like I I don't want to go talk to people about this yet. I don't want to call my friends or call my family. This is a, it's like an individual initiation I was going through that didn't need dialogue or interpretation. I just needed to be embodied. And so I went to bed, my husband came home late, Sunday, um, I'm on Facebook looking at something later when I was posting a video, and my guys love dailies that I post every day, even when, when I'm in the middle of like massive initiation, <laughs> I still post my guys love daily. <laughs> We're almost at 222 days straight, like that's going to happen next week, Friday, and I'm so proud of myself, like every single day to make a little reels, it's a commitment, it's like a commitment, and I've been doing it, and I'm really proud of myself, so if you don't follow those, <laughs> they're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Instagram is the best one because it's where I start the whole flow of that posting, but anyway, so I'm on Facebook, and one of my friends, Deb, posted a thing about Venus retrograde in Leo and the eight-year cycle in 2015, and I sat on Sunday, and I'm like, What? <laughs> 2015, this is so huge. Like, I don't even know if I could translate how powerful the alignment of astrology is in our human lives when we are paying attention. Like, I, I can't even give you the words. In 2015, in the Lionsgate portal time, as Venus was retrograding Leo eight years ago, I was sitting with a sound healer, shaman. His name was Raphael that I have talked about in this podcast. If you don't know that story, um, the podcast that's titled Five Years Later is all about Raphael and the experience I had in that sound healing and what happened and the love, the love five years after his death that still rocks my reality. In 2015, <clears throat> I was laying on the living room floor as he's playing his didgeridoo and opening up all of this information and he was showing me without words but I was just having this visual experience in my head it was like I was watching a movie play out of how my soul chose to come be in this human life and how I chose my parents and I could see my parents growing up. It was like I was outside of Earth looking in, and I could see them growing up and becoming adults and finding each other and having my brother and what that experience was as they formed the family and then my arrival and what happened and my sister's arrival and what happened and all the sequential, like, all the stories. For hours, I was just laying on the living room floor while he's working with the other people in our circle, and I'm watching the movie of all of these stories of my life just play out Just from this perspective of, I'm an infinite soul that chose the human experience and here's how the human experience has been going. I was blown out of my mind in that experience. No plant medicine, no anything, no alcohol, (laughs) I was drinking water and we hadn't eaten and he was playing music and holding the energy space. And that was what I was seeing and feeling in 2015 when Venus was retrograding Leo, and I was in the Lionsgate portal. But I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that's what was happening. And so I'm reading this post a week ago Sunday after this incredible day on Saturday, and she says in the post, like, you're going to see these cycles that are playing. Look at the eight years. And all I could think is how far I've come in eight years how incredibly far I have come in my healing journey and my integration of what opened in that experience with Raphael, how much more I've become aware of, the ability I have to still receive new downloads, to still be able to um, allow information and consciousness to come into my experience. And then also how differently venus retrograde was experienced for me this time compared to eight years ago so retrogrades the way i understand them offer us like a looking back it's like we're going back and reviewing whatever sign or energy we're in and so it's almost like the planet pauses and lets us go back a little bit to review and that's what i was feeling so in 2015 when venus was retrograding leo leo also is about heart. The heart expansion. My friend Raphael was born on Valentine's Day. Talk about heart expansion, right? Like you can just feel how much love that human held. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And what a gift that I got to see him before he died a month later. Like, how even did that? Our souls, <laughs> our souls agreed to that for sure. But the retrograde in, in the way he was holding it for me at that time, was allowing me to look back at my whole life, my whole cycle of becoming a soul in human form. Venus retrograde last weekend, or a week and a half ago, was very much about what had happened in the eight year cycle since the last Venus retrograde. Since that time in 2015, I had the experience with him we went right into two nights of plant ceremony the next right after that and had huge ahas and healings in the Lionsgate portal and then I came back home and over the next six months started untangling from the woman who I was working with at the time who had taught me to read energy and so by January of 2016 I started my own business I had completed the energy with that old cycle and opened up a new cycle and so here I am a week and a half ago retrograding looking at reviewing feeling into all that had been shifting inside of me in the last eight years and then clearing what needed to clear moving out what was no longer in alignment which was a lot of regret a lot of guilt a lot of shame disappointment in myself disappointment in other people and really, like wiping the slate clean so that the sticky that was holding my foot in this old way of being that was complete could start to dissolve. <clears throat> so, energetically, <coughs> sounds so good, so powerful, so amazing. Well, we live in human bodies. <laughs> my human body was like, what just happened? What did you do, Viv? What do you think you are capable of doing? You know, what did you do to this body? I was already tired. I was already depleted. I already had a little tickle in my throat before I went into that Saturday. Sunday, I woke up not feeling good at all. Tired, sluggish, sore throat, nasally, not good. The day continued, and i I was running out of energy and cranky and exhausted and overwhelmed. I woke up Saturday, or Monday morning <clears> that no, was Saturday Sunday I woke up Monday morning, no voice, so much drainage going through my throat that I thought I had strep throat, and i haven 't had strep throat in fifteen years i don 't take antibiotics because i 'm allergic to penicillin and urethromycin, so anytime I get sick, which is pretty rare, I usually can 't take anything. <laughs> Eight o'clock, <clears throat> I'm at the urgent care. I'm like, I need antibiotics. <laughs> this is not good. We have this portal opening in two days. I'm a hot mess. I can't talk. I'm exhausted. I'm running a fever. I am, my body is falling apart. Like, you have to help me. <laughs> so they write the weakest dose of something, antibiotic, that I could take that wouldn't swell my throat shut, send me home. I cancel the whole next two days of activities, and all I could do is lie in bed. I had no energy. My thoughts were like ping-ponging everywhere trying to settle my body. My body was achy, tired, confused, depleted, (laughs) also fiery hot, angry. (laughs) I was angry at myself for getting sick and not being stronger. (laughs) I was angry at the world for everything. I wasn't hungry. I was super thirsty, but it hurt to swallow. Like I was down. I was down for the count. And what was wild the week before, I had been watching a lot of posts from my friend, Nicole London. Her Instagram is Nicole London coaching. You should check her out. She's amazing. Um, And she had been posting about having a mushroom journey and then psilocybin experience and then having like, I think she got strep and tonsillitis like she moved so much energy that within a day her entire system just activated all of this releasing and so she was normalizing her experience by sharing it on all of these beautiful Instagram stories and she said here's what I know is happening this chakra is clearing and it looks like this and it's sending the energy here and what's trying to happen is a communication between my heart and my throat and so everything that's not in the way has to clear and it's got to move and I'm watching her share all of this, blown away at her, her transparency and her awareness, even as her body is feeling all these things that she's feeling and just her, her beauty and the way she just was in the healing and sharing the healing. (laughs) I'm like, okay, that's next level <laughs> because I'm laying in bed. The last thing I can imagine doing right now is opening my phone, putting my camera on and talking about how sore my throat is. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I'm going to lay here in bed and cry and feel sorry for myself <laughs> and be mad at everybody for not reading my mind and bringing me all the things that I'm not allowed to have because the doctor said no dairy and all I wanted was ice cream. <laughs> I had my tonsils out when I was six and I just remember like that was the benefit of tonsillitis is you got to have ice cream and jello for days. <laughs> That's all I wanted. But I also am smart enough now to know dairy and congestion in your throat are a horrible combination. <laughs> so I just took my antibiotics and felt my body going blah. And I had muscle tested before I accepted the antibiotics. I'm like, is this going to shut my throat and send me to the ER or am I going to be okay? And my body was like, you need help. So I rested for two days (laughs) as we're trying to promote the Lionsgate portal opening and this beautiful collaboration and months of work. (laughs) And I'm laying in bed like, (laughs) blah. So on Wednesday, when the Lionsgate portal opened, I did my first Instagram live chat with my friend Li with like a super scratchy voice trying to share, you know, the body's going to do its thing. We're in this portal and your body may need rest. Your body may need to not speak. Your body may need to just like shut the world out for the portal. <laughs> and you have to trust and honor what you need and... It's okay, and we're all doing this together. And sometimes, sometimes when we receive light codes from Sirius, it's like with um, my experience with Raphael, when I'm laying in the circle, it was like, (laughs) just like, yes, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) Like, that's what it felt like. It was like light bulbs and fireworks just exploding, and I'm just laying there on the floor listening to his music, and like, what? It was extraordinary. And then this one, I'm like, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) Right? Shrinking. Like, oh, God, I sucked in that situation three years ago, five years ago. I I was terrible in that moment with my children. Why did I leave in this way and do this thing? (laughs) Sometimes we receive codes in different ways. Okay. Okay. So what's your way right now? Like, there's no wrong way to expand consciousness there's more peaceful ways more pleasurable ways right maybe you can expand consciousness through orgasm well that would be great and also maybe you don't or can't or it's not the way you're doing it right now and i believe by talking about it we normalize it we we're more transparent and then all of the ways become more acceptable instead of just the way you see people sharing on Instagram you know i did it like this and it was bliss <laughs> maybe sometimes and maybe sometimes you lose your voice and you can't move and you're hating yourself because you're so in the middle of clearing the judgment of yourself and you're disappointed in everybody because you're in the process of releasing your grip on other people and your control over other people it's energy in flow. I think the, the harder it is, let me rephrase that. I think when we resist the flow and the process and the expansion and the integration of all of that light and wisdom, when we resist that, I believe we create more um, turmoil, more pain, more suffering because we're not just allowing it to flow through us. And sometimes that's how we learn. Sometimes that's where the greatest teaching happens. It's when you're in the grip of the intensity of it and you're fighting it and you don't want it and you're pushing against it and you're not going to. Eventually, it's like you, you have to surrender. You just can't grip or hold on anymore. You just have to let it go. And in that space of surrender you are held. Like that's the beautiful thing. You, we, I, we forget. We forget that we're always held, that our soul always has us. Source, Gaia, always has us. The universe always has us. Like whatever your belief system is, there is a a wider container that is all that every one of us sits in no matter how much we believe we're doing it by ourselves we are always part of the whole experience and sometimes all of that resistance and gripping is the pathway to the surrender that allows us to remember we're part of everything that was really beautiful i'm going to write that one down later (laughs) that was really good sometimes my soul says things and I'm like, damn girl, (laughs) you got this. You got this. I, the human, I'm just going to sit back and let you do the talking. (laughs) So that's Venus retrograde in Leo. 2015, eight year cycle. What is it feeling like for you? That's been the energy for me. It took me, I'd say a good 10 days To move through, like I'm just now starting to clear the last of the congestion. My body's just starting to stabilize itself. Um, I got stung by three bees on Saturday. I never, I don't remember the last time I got a bee sting. Three. (laughs) And then they swelled up and they got three inches wide, and I could see the poison in my leg, and I was like, what is happening to my body? My little body. It's taken my body a while to integrate the energy, and I feel like. Now I'm in in the flow again, and I'm also very aware we're moving towards 8/8 August 8th on Tuesday, and because I'm focusing so much on it, because so much of my creative energy and collaborative energy is focused on this portal and on the 8/8 day, I know there's going to be an increase of movement and power within my own body of energy, and so I'm very aware that my body needs extra attention as we move towards that peak of the Gate and integration after. So if any of what I'm saying is resonating with you or you have matches, really pace your body as we move towards August 8th. Like, Pay attention to what you need. Give yourself enough rest. Keep your body temperature stable as much as possible. Um, I have a whole bunch of celery juice or celery in the fridge that I need to juice so I'm ready. So pay attention to what your body needs, extra water. All right, now let's talk about, oh my gosh, it's already been almost an hour. Now let's talk about Pluto and Capricorn. This is the bottom layer. <laughs> the bottom layer, isn't that funny? Full moon in Aquarius, the Lionsgate portal, Venus retrograde in Leo, and then Pluto and Capricorn is kind of the big container that's holding us right now. If you haven't watched my last two podcasts, they've all been about Pluto the shift of pluto into aquarius and then the shift of pluto back into capricorn and what that even looks and feels like what would i tell you now if you haven't tuned into those and you just want a quick quick nugget about it pluto is the planet of transformation it's going to move every 15 to 20 years between signs so it it lands in a sign it stays there for a while And while it stays in that sign, it's going to disrupt everything that is about that sign. It's going to shake it all up, shine light into it, and then bring about a transformation within the energy of that sign. So Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008 and has been there until January of next year when it moves into Aquarius. In this time of Pluto and Capricorn, we've had a redesign, restructuring, transformation of a lot of our systems, a lot of our structures. So the housing market, finances, uh, politics, governments, the ways in which we run things. So Capricorn is about rules and uh, hierarchies and um, like your motivation, determination to get things done. A lot of that has been transformed. Transformed. And so Pluto's been making its way through Capricorn until it gets to Aquarius. So in January of next year, Pluto, when it moves into Aquarius, is going to transform, shake up, disrupt the things that are Aquarian for the next 20 years. Community, your individual unique expression within the whole, your sense of belonging, the way we use technology, looking at the future, connecting to aliens, like all of these Aquarian consciousness things that the quirky, weird out there in society experiences. Pluto's going to bring about a transformation of consciousness. That's how I see it. So when, I believe when Pluto first moves into the planet, so it shifts from the old one into the new one, we feel that shift because it's arriving, it's coming in. It's like, um, you know, the the relative who comes to your family reunions or gatherings or uh, big dinners at the holidays and they come in the door and they got all the energy (laughs) and they're like blah 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 and the whole energy of the room and the community changes because the one's arrival in the room changes the room. That's Pluto. Pluto's coming into the room (laughs) and when it comes in, it wants to be noticed. And so you're going to feel Pluto's arrival. It's like, (laughs) ta-da! (laughs) right and the rest of the room's like what is happening (laughs) that's what happened in 2008 Pluto moved into Capricorn and went (laughs) and we had all kinds of crisis and then we start to move and transform and integrate that shift and then we settle into that new way of the Pluto energy in that sign until we get towards the end of Pluto's time in that sign what happened that's really creating some wobbliness this year of 2023 is Pluto was in Capricorn for 15, 14 years. And then it did a three month little jaunt into Aquarius, March through June. And then it went back into Capricorn. So it did like a little opening the door, peeking out, seeing what's going on, coming back in. And it's now back in Capricorn through January. Problem is, It did something in that Aquarius energy. It shifted things. And so we were comfortable with Pluto and Capricorn because we'd settled into it until it did this little thing. And then it made things wobbly again. And so now we're back in Pluto and Capricorn, but it's wobbly. And this is the underlying foundational layer that I'm feeling for all of us with these other layers on top of it. So if the underlying layer is feeling kind of wobbly... It makes the other layers more intense. At least that's how it feels to me. So it makes the Lions Gate more intense. It makes the Venus and retrograde and Leo more intense. It really amplifies the full moon in (laughs) Aquarius. This little wobble wobbles the other energies above it. So what does that mean? Well, Pluto and Capricorn is about how are we going to transform or rebuild the structures with this new information, this way of of being that we are understanding after all of this time of Pluto and Capricorn. What are we building? How are we building it? For me, I've been building this collaborative energy of the Lionsgate portal. And so how do I hold steady, even as Pluto and Capricorn is kind of wobbling things, in my co-creative work, in my collaborations? How do I clearly build communication platforms and share my messages and my transmissions that are coming as Pluto moves from Capricorn into Aquarius? Like, there's so much I'm going to be saying. <laughs> Pluto going into Aquarius, like, this is my home turf. I, I know <laughs> Aquarius energy. I know how to translate Aquarius energy. I'm all about Pluto and death and transformation. Like, I have a lot that I'm gonna wanna say. And so how do I stabilize my communication platforms with Pluto and Capricorn before we move into Pluto and Aquarius? Our health, our bodies, our finances, our relationships. Like, you could play it out however it is played out for you. But here we are in this Pluto and Capricorn strengthening, steadying, stabilizing the structures, the systems, the determination and commitment and momentum within ourselves to stay the course to do the thing to build the whatever how do we strengthen that pluto and capricorn as we make our way towards aquarius in january so we're in august now august september october november december january we've got six months of Pluto staying in Capricorn before it moves into Aquarius, and then it's going to be there for 20 years. And there's a little tiny window next year, I think in November, where it touches back into Capricorn, but in January we're going to we're going to be in that Pluto and Aquarius energy, and there's going to be a lot of transformation that will happen in these Aquarian focus, thoughts, ideas, ways of being. So everything I've been sharing about full moon in Aquarius, amplify it, times a hundred, a 1, thousand, when you bring Pluto transformation energy into that. So there's this connection between the full moon in Aquarius and this Pluto in Capricorn. There's like a, an alignment, a match in energy. It's like this tiny little piece here, and then it stretches, stretches, stretches on the bottom. But they're, they're synchronized, they're connected. And so it felt important to come in at this time and weave all of that together in a way that your brain your mind can go okay so what do I do with that how do I integrate that how do I move from this new information you can imagine like Sirius downloaded all of this stuff through my awareness with Venus retrograde in Leo on that Saturday shifted things in my body and then got me stable so I could offer this transmission now out to you And then you get to receive it and go, okay, information, light codes, transmission into my awareness. Now what do I do? How do I choose to walk with this new information? What do I contribute from this place? It's so exciting. (laughs) It's so exciting. (laughs) Okay, and I know there's more. I know there's so much more astrology. I know there's so much more that's about to happen. I think we're still going into eclipse season. We've got the 11-11 portal coming up, which, ah, what even? (laughs) There's so much that is still going to happen before Pluto moves into Aquarius. And so this moment of time in this Lionsgate portal, right before the 8-8 peak of energy, you have a transmission to receive through me, through here. And then you get to activate the next level of it, however that looks for you on August 8th. Like, tap into this. Trust what you are guided to do and and take it to the next level because there's going to be more that will come after this astrologically, energetically, (laughs) and you'll be like, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad I took the time to do those things, to do the journaling, to do the integration, the forgiveness work, the healing, the sharing, whatever it Like is. I'm so glad I did that because now when the next download or energetic transmission arrives or the next astrological shift happens... I'm ready. I'm in alignment. Let's go. Right? Like, bring it. <laughs> bring it, universe. I got you. <laughs> uh, all right. So here's what here's what I'm offering. Here's what I'm creating. And then you'll know if any of these are a match and you can look. I'll put the links in the description. The 8-8 Lioness Collective is our Lionsgate Portal collaboration. It's absolutely incredible. We have so many beautiful gifts of chanting and meditation and tea ceremony and water blessings and breathwork session. Like, there's just so much magic that is available for you in the Lionsgate portal experience that I've co created. So, it's $88, like, really. Pay the $88 and dive in with me. And then on 8-8, we're going to be having just this incredible day together. All of the replays for those will be available in the group until the portal closes on August 12th. Um, And then we'll see if we share them after that. I offer activation sessions. If you need my individual eyes on you, a one-hour session is $333. I have extra times added for the Lionsgate portal until it closes. And then I do eight a month. So book them in advance put them on your calendar if you've got a birthday coming up or a significant date between now and when Pluto moves into Aquarius see if the dates available on my calendar if not send me an email we'll see if we can add it in for you if it's months out I have the coolest community virtual community space it's called infinite embodiment practicum it's incredible it's incredible so just like how we can communicate here through the camera I am so comfortable sitting in front of a video camera and just transmitting energy and receiving energy and reading what's happening and playing in community spaces. I am very, very good at it, and I love that. So most of my work now is done via Zoom. And the spaces I've created in the Infinite Embodiment Practicum, IEP, IEP, there are different classes and different focus areas. So if you want to focus on manifestation and abundance, I have a class called Receiving More. And we'll meet and we'll discuss your manifestations and what's in the way, what your blocks are. We do it in communities so that you get to learn from other people. I have a Covering the Basics class that includes like the new moon, a grounding call, a new moon circle. Um, I remember the monthly energy attunement. Like there's all these basic support structures for your mind, body, soul that are included in that. And the exchange for that is 111 a month. And then you can go further. So there's different packages with the community. We have one group called Deepening Connections. And we meet every Friday at 1130 for an hour. And we have been dropping deeper and deeper into witnessing each other, supporting each other, walking through some really challenging life experiences side by side. And we show up every week and we share our stories and we talk about what's going on. Those are going to be three weeks a month, not every week. I was doing it every week. And I'm like, you know, I think I'd like to have a couple Fridays off every once in a while. So it's three Fridays a month. And that includes all the other stuff that's in covering the basics. So as you build the exchange per month, you get all the basics plus, 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 <laughs> plus. The exchange for deepening connections is 444 each month. And it is Extraordinary. I am live on all of those Friday calls and all of the other container experiences. It's amazing. So, the community is good, lit, it's lit. And then I have Metamorphosis Mentorship. It is opening September 21st. So, I have been in this incredible year long experience called the Alpha Femme Experience. With Melanie Ann Lair, she has been my mentor, my guide, high-level mentor guide. I participate in her group programs, and just being in the group programs, no individual one-on-one time with her has transformed how I'm running my business and how I'm showing up as an individual within my business. There's been so much healing in the year that I've committed to this, and my year ends on September 20th which is also my nine-year wedding anniversary. And so September 21st, I'm opening my own mentorship space. The intention for Metamorphosis Mentorship is to have a weekly call where we are walking side-by-side together into the portal of Aquarius, Pluto and Aquarius. So we start September 21st. We meet every week on Thursday, 4 to 5.30 Eastern. Every week, so... The last of September, October, November, December, January, we'll be walking all the way through this Pluto transformation of Capricorn into Aquarius energy. Why do I think that this is so important? Mentorship to me is I show up as the one who maybe is just a couple steps ahead or has learned something a little bit more, and I meet you where you are, and we talk about what's going on we share our life experiences. What I'm learning, what I'm integrating, what you're understanding, what you're experiencing, we show up and we share them. And as we do that with this focus on Pluto in Capricorn, moving into Pluto in Aquarius, as we do that, we're going to be activating our own inner transformation. Metamorphosis is going through those cycles of transformation, going from being the egg all the way through to being the butterfly. And we're doing it in this side-by-side way that is absolutely extraordinary. The Metamorphosis Mentorship also includes all of the quietly listening sessions in that whole four months together. So there's ten of these beautiful healing activations that I do with my friend Andrea every other Wednesday night. So it's designed to integrate the energy with your mind-body transformation and smooth out the bumps. Like, (sighs) because it's going to get bumpy. (laughs) It's going to get really bumpy as Pluto (laughs) arrives in Aquarius. I feel like Pluto is going to be taking all these big bows, bows, like ta-da, to Capricorn as it exits. And then hello (laughs) to Aquarius as it enters. And it's going to feel like this. December into January in particular, I just, I just feel like it's going to be wonky and we're going to be like, what's happening? And so the Metamorphosis Mentorship is designed to be this incredible container with a focus on Pluto's transformation externally and internally. And then we do it together. It's going to be a small group. Um, and it's going to be extraordinary. The exchange for that is $4,444, and it begins September 21st. So I will put the information below if you want anything more about that. I'd love to have you join us. And then Pluto portal walking. I'm just sharing my downloads. It's $55 a month, and you just get to pop in, and I'll let you know when I put a new upload of consciousness in there, and you can just receive whatever it is, and it's just fun. It's a fun way to support the work that I'm doing with Pluto how'd we do? Oh my gosh, that was a long one. (laughs) I trust that what I shared has uh, value and inspiration for you. You can see that I'm here on the other side of an experience that was profound, life-changing, so good, so intense, and I'm better, stronger, clearer than I was before. So if you're in the muck of it, it's going to be okay. Hang in there. It's going to be all right. Take care of your body rest, rest your mind, let your soul inspire you, yeah, it's a beautiful time to be alive on this planet, and sometimes we just need the reminder of that, so here I am, have a beautiful day, and I will see you soon, thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.